All right, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Gambit. Join as always, Fantasy J seventy seven. Jason, how are we doing tonight? Good, 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 good. Fantasy season is is. I, I hate to say the word finally over, but it's over. Yeah. Um, we did uh we did take home a couple little you know a couple little champions uh championships. So that's that's a good thing. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes here, but I think uh, I think we got some great news coming out of Cincinnati today um, with with uh, with Hamlin uh, with some progress. So that's nice to hear. Um, how have you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I, I only had one one final that I made this year out of uh, my four different leagues. Um, at least the ones that are like my highest ones that I care about, and I uh, got trounced. I uh, <laughs> thought I had a really good start because I had uh, Dak and I also had um, uh, the tight end for the Cowboys that's escaping me right now. Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz, and he had a really good start. I mean, Dak didn't do great, but it is a super flex league, and I had my wide receiver core was Justin Jefferson, who completely let me down. Um, Chris Godwin had a decent game, and Amon Ra did meh. Okay, it's pretty good. Receiver core, and I lost to someone who started Richie James. So I'm uh, pretty devastated about that. I don't know how you can even start Richie James in your final, but he did, and he beat the shit out of me. So yeah, so I had a I had a I had a buddy of mine uh, shoot me a message on on Twitter. It was like, hey, so here are my options: Richie James or Mike Evans. And I hate to to start Mike Evans because he's been such so bad for the last you know seven eight weeks, and I'm like, yeah. I said my gut tells me that it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is what my gut is, and so ironically, you know that that same night, uh, you, you, do you know who who Kelly and Phoenix is on on Twitter? I don't think so. Okay, you'll have to check out her Twitter stuff. But anyway, she does a she does a show with two twin eight year old girls. And it's on uh, uh, Club Fantasy, I believe. Anyway, they, they do a little start sit shank, uh, start sit deal. And so I was like, you know what? I love these girls. These girls are awesome. They're eight years old, remind you, right? But they play mm-hmm. fantasy. They're already creating content. They're gonna be they're gonna be the next women of fantasy, by the way. But anyway, so I messaged them. I'm like, hey, so here's my options. And she looks it, it dead in the camera and says, the answer is always Mike Evans. <laughs> so of course I had to respond and he starts Mike Evans and literally within what 10 minutes of the game Mike Evans drops a ball Richie James has already scored a touchdown and he's messaged me going I can't believe I trusted my gut <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know Mike Evans a 70 yarder a 60 yarder a 30 yarder and he's like I knew my gut was telling me right I knew it I knew it Richie <laughs> James had a great week by the way yeah, Mike he did. Evans was Mike Evans was just you know that's the second time in three years that Mike Evans has done that a forty point game in in championship week second yeah. time in three years so you know he may be he he may he may not be great during the the last half of the season you know for the fantasy season but man how do you leave him out of your lineup right right I uh, in my most expensive league that I'm in that I play out in Vegas. Um, this guy had Mike Evans and Tom Brady on his bench. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's like a specialized scoring league and everything. And they basically had like 
120 some points between the both of them. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, he would have been in first now had he did that. So. Yeah. You look at, you look at the, the, the rankings week by week. I mean, Tom Brady hasn't been a, a, um, a top what five QB. Right. Since what week three or something like that. Mike Evans hasn't been a top five wide receiver since like week four or something along those lines. And then both of them, <laughs> due due to due to playing Carolina, due to the pressure of must win, basically, you know, to to win the division. And you got QB one, wide receiver one, and I'll be honest, just just by just by the way Twitter was looking, you know, and different analysts and everybody like that, it looked like a lot of people had both. If they if they had both of them on their team or one or the other, they had them on their bench. Yeah. There was so many, so many that had him on their bench that were just like, I can't believe I sat him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, they've both pretty much been, you know, unstartable for the better part of the season, especially the last month or so. And, I mean, they were basically being talked to, you know, as flex options, both as a super flex and just as a regular flex. Yeah. No one, I don't think, was too hyped to be – you didn't really make the playoffs, I would say had you been starting them as your wide receiver one quarterback one. So, right. I mean, if you made it, they finally paid off. And guys like me who had Jefferson, who was amazing all year, ended up screwing me in the, in the finals. So, yeah. You know. So real quick question on the Jefferson thing. Do you think that it was, I don't think it was Jefferson. And I don't think it was, I think it was the situation altogether. I think green Bay came to play number one, but I also, I, um, what was the cornerback? Um, Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander. He was like, you know, Jefferson went off on them in the first game, you know, this right. year. And and he came out and he said it was a fluke. But I think – I don't think it was a fluke, but I think that gave the whole team some momentum. And then when they didn't click right away, I think that built even more momentum. And, and then Green Bay was like, you know what? This is our game. Jair Alexander played out of his mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was insane. He's a he's a great cornerback, but you know there's a lot of those guys that you know interdivision rivals stuff like that that go up against each other twice a year. Mm -hmm. You know they they circle those games. They look to you know prove themselves in those games. So definitely came out swinging, and like you said, I think they got off to a slow start, and it just gave Green Bay more confidence and lost more confidence for the Vikings. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, we had some great games. We had some great games this week. We had some take the take the Monday night stuff away. And the championship round, I think, was was pretty good. You know, you we had some some duds, like you like you were saying, Justin Jefferson. Um, but we had some great great matchups all around. I think as far as far as the schedule was was uh, laid out. Oh, definitely. There was some. You know, I'm before before Monday's um, events happened. I mean, I think everyone was kind of talking about it as you know a great weekend. There was a lot of really close matchups, everything like that. So. Yeah, we'll definitely hit up on some of these or whatever and review some of them. But before we do that, Jamie uh, chimed in here saying he won an overall points best ball league by 38 points with Evans getting 40. So kudos on that. That's a great, great time to get that. So congrats on that. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I guess, you know, we should, um, you know, talk about the situation on Monday. You know, I know it's a uh, Downer issue. We did get great news, like you said earlier in the show today. At least uh, looks like things are improving. Um, Demar is neurologically intact. He has been able to communicate via written letter because he still is on a breathing tube. 
but at least a lot of signs looking up because it's um, a really, really scary, unfortunate situation. So I know all of us here had, you know, thoughts, prayers, emotions, everything like that with him. So glad to see that he's actually recovered because, I mean, in a previous life, um, not so long ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I was actually in the EMT trained. And uh, just the work that those guys did there, man, is just absolutely incredible. The, you know, with literally giving CPR for nine minutes, not breathing on your own, not getting that oxygen, that is incredible that they were able to save that man's life. And it looks like I know he's not out of the woods yet, but as far as we can tell, some of the best news that we could have gotten regarding the whole situation because it was looking pretty bleak there for quite a while. Yeah, um, I, I posted a tweet. I retweeted a tweet that was that was sent out by Lawrence Tynes. Um, because I didn't know this, but, you know, he's a former player. And even as a former player, he was not aware of how many medical professionals are on site at every game. There are a ton. So props to the props to the to the medical staff on the field, because even I, I, I know I heard this. I don't remember if I heard it on on Twitter, if I heard it on like ESPN or, or you know, radio or whatever. But the doctors come out and, and said that the the progress that he has made to this point has been phenomenal. But if it wasn't for those first responders basically being right there on the field mm-hmm. and administ- and administering the, the CPR right away, we wouldn't we wouldn't even be uh in this situation or you know thinking that we would be in this situation because man for for did you see what the the first thing he said or the first thing that he wrote down on, on the pad of paper <laughs> Yeah, did, did we win? Did we win? That's all he cared about. Did we win? Yeah. I think that's I think that's why his teammates love him so much too. You know, I well, mean, the first thing he comes out of thinking is about his team. You know, yes, that and I think it was also, the, you know, when you say something like that, being going through that situation, your doctors are one hundred percent don't know exactly everything that you know neuro neurology neurology or neurologic whatever. The word is uh, that's going on right now, but you have you've gone through this situation. And the first thing you think about or first thing you remember is you were playing playing a game. You know, that tells you that hopefully what they did or, you know, definitely what they did on the field kept the oxygen flowing. So at least you you didn't have a ton or at least to this point have a ton of uh, loss. Uh, yeah, that's, the brain. Uh, so that, that's phenomenal news. Yeah, especially because I think, you know. Probably most people in that situation, the, you know, the actual medical staff on the bills, let alone the EMTs there, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you see a player go down like that, you're not instantly thinking, okay, this guy's having a cardiac episode, you know, it's, oh, he's probably got a concussion, whatever. So to really recognize and understand that, okay, he's not even breathing right now and right. jump into action, you know, I mean, that's what really saved his life there was them recognizing it as quickly as they did and then just not giving up on it as well. So, oh, yeah, just, uh, just all around me. It was really scary, you know, just, you know, from all of us watching, you know, I mean, I'm sure as everyone here listening has experienced just watching that game and seeing the players reaction, we all knew it was something pretty serious, you know, I mean, I don't know what exactly was going through everyone's head at that time, but I think we definitely understood that it seemed to be a little more serious than just your typical concussion or even paralyzation or something like that. So, so yeah, pretty scary. I know it's affected a lot of people's matchups, especially in the dynasty community here. Um, you know, there's been a lot of interesting things going on as far as how to resolve the situation because I know a lot of people had a lot of premier players still to go in that league. So hopefully everyone's being cool about it. I've seen some stuff on Twitter where 
you know, definitely some leagues are having some people um, cause some issues. So hopefully, you know, just remember it's a game. We do this to have fun. You know, I mean, you can still play by ear, see kind of what the NFL is going to do. There's rumors about what they're going to do at the moment. I still haven't seen 100% no, it, confirmation. It has actually come out already. Um, oh, did it? Yes. So the Associated Press has reported that the bills Bengals game will not resume. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty much it is what it is at this point. Um, it's a done deal. Um, the NFL is still um, – I guess still trying to figure out how playoff seating is going to work, how scheduling is going to work over, you know, with, with the AFC side of things, um, you know, cause there, there's with, with the bills and the Bengals both not playing, you know, playing one less game or even possibly going into the AFC championship game. If the bills or Bengals were to make, you know, either spot there, they would be playing. And let's say the bills get the one seed the Bills would actually play two less games total instead of one less game with the bye. So there's talks of, you know, letting the the whoever the one seed is have a, a choice of whether you take a bye or home field advantage, and then the two seed gets the other option kind of a thing. Um, there's talks of, you know, taking the AFC championship game if it's the Bills or Cincinnati and making it a neutral site field kind mm-hmm. of deal. I don't know how it's all going to work out. Um, again, this is, you know, this is all, at least in my, at least in my mind, it, this is all uncharted territory. Right. You know, so I, I don't know what they're going to do, um, but that is, th- that is the, the latest that I have seen. Uh, and it came out. It's it, like I said, it's, it's reported on the, on the, so it's associated press. So I'm assuming that's pretty reputable, <laughs> but yeah, but we shall see what what they actually do with with. Uh, but it, it sounds like they're not going to play the game, which yeah, is probably the but, right thing to do. Yeah. So you know that's just going to put the onus back on the you know commissioners out there, players involved. You know, at least as far as the dynasty community goes, and how you want to handle this. Just you know, like I said, we do play this for money, but also we play this to have fun. So you know, hopefully, you know, don't be too difficult about it. I mean, it's kind of putting all the commissioners in a rock and a hard place. I will say, shout out to my home league. I am the commissioner of that league, and they made it extremely easy on me. Um, there was a chance, you know, had um, Jamar Chase been able to finish that game that he might have had enough points to win, but my um, the guys in my league were very cool about it, decided on a solution between them. So, like I said, I know it's a tough situation for everybody. Yeah, the, the one thing I will say as far as the leagues go, um, ultimately, unless there's a punishment involved, you know, with, with coming in last place, that's something you can negotiate down the road or whatever. But when it comes to the the payouts, to be honest, guys, I'm in a I'm in a I'm in more leagues than I need to be in, and most of <laughs> yeah. those most of those leagues, whenever the 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 problem or you know the issue arose of you know well they're not going to play the game or they're going to play the game, what are we doing here? Sleeper decided you know whatever it was yesterday the day before that they were done. Um, don't I don't know what M, uh, MFL did. Um, doesn't really matter. But we were asked in, in, in multiple leagues, I was asked to vote on how we should do this. And to be quite honest, I wasn't in the championship game, nor was I in the, the third place game in these leagues. And my response was simple. I don't have a dog in the hunt. The only people that should be voting on this are the teams that are in the, the, you know battling for first, second, third. That's it. And the other league that I was in a third place, it was decided prior to me even be seeing the chat, 
the the guy that I was playing for the third place game was like, this is how I want to do this. And it was a close matchup. It wasn't like it was a 25-point spread. It was literally like a four-point four spread. I think I was behind by four. And so he was like, we're splitting the pot if I'm if you're good with that. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just call it done. Let's, you know, this is a game we're playing. And so that's what we did in, in the leagues that, that I was in um, when, where the issue came up. Guys, it, it's a game. It's fun. I understand money's involved. Common sense has got to get involved as well when it comes down to it. Right. I've been in a couple of different ones. Where we did the same thing. I know I said something similar to my guys where I said, if you guys can't come upon an agreement, then, you know, we can do a vote at that point. But at least the affected team should have, you know, to say, for my opinion as well. But right. I know a couple of leagues I was in, they ended up giving them a, for, um, the actual average of the players, what they've done on the season. So, I mean, there's possible solutions out there. I know some people don't like that as well, but just talk it out. Like I said, first and foremost, I agree with Jay. Give it to the guys who are actually involved, who it affects. There's no sense in the last place team having to say in money when right. he's not even involved. So, so I do agree with that there. So, like I said, guys, enjoy it. You know, it's a game. It's you know crazy circumstances. It's a one in a million hit that that guy took. I mean, it wasn't really a violent hook that Demar took, and I think it just you know the right heartbeat at the right time to where, you know, it was either in between beats or something. I mean, you're talking milliseconds at a time to where he took that and that's the end result. So at least looking right now that we have some good news on that front, hoping to continue. I know everyone here at uh, going for two is continuing to hope for his recovery and uh, we will keep you all updated as the season progresses. But with that being said, good luck to DeMar. Uh, hope everything goes well. The really cool thing about that, I will say last thing, is his charity, which I'm sure everyone is aware of right now. He had a GoFundMe that was $2,500 as a goal, which just gives a six-round pick. You know, he's not one of these guys that's, you know, making life-changing money, anything like that. He's barely making money that's going to affect him for the next few years, let alone his life. So really cool to see what now it's over $6.5 last I saw. Um, that was eight now? Wow. Over over $8 million, wow. which, which is is phenomenal by the way thank thank you to you know to the people out there i mean I, i'm speaking on his behalf and i don't have his permission to speak on his behalf but i know this is exactly what he would say thank you for supporting a a, a very good charity i mean he, this guy does toy drives and he's been doing it since he was in the reason the goal is at twenty five hundred dollars is he's been doing it since he was in college you know so He's, this isn't something that he just started, you know, this year or a year ago. He's, he started this like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and so now uh, one of his one of his close friends, I, I think it's his maybe it's his marketing manager. I can't remember what Jordan is, but I've seen him on a couple of different shows. He's been on ESPN. He's been on the Pat McAfee show. He um, <laughs> he did not have access to. The, this GoFundMe account, right? So he had to actually go to GoFundMe and and go all this red tape, which thankfully, you know, doesn't have to really worry about at this point. But when it jumped to a couple million dollars and it did that in a matter of hours, mm -hmm. like it went from like 2,500 to a million and a half in like three hours. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. It was crazy the support that he got for 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 everything i mean absolute wonderful he's going to be able to use this money and actually do good things because that's the kind of person he is 
that's the kind of person that it seems like that that everybody that I've heard from says about him. He's a good dude, all right. around good dude. You know, he's a family dude. He wants to take care of the kids. So props to him. Get well, get well soon, and get back, get back to doing you. Oh man, that's such good news. Definitely. So, so yeah. So with that all being said, let's uh, let's we're gonna do our awards show. Um, so normally Brian would be here with us, part of the three man band. He could not make it tonight, but he did still give us his pick. So as we go over this, uh, we are going to be giving you who we think the award winners are just for our own uh, thoughts here. So if you have your own, make sure to go ahead and comment. Write those in as we go along as well. We'll make sure to display them on the screen here. So uh, with that being said, first award that we're going to talk about is the Dynasty Rookie of the Year. So Jason, since you did all the hard work, compiled this show sheet, everything, why don't you go ahead and give us your rookie of the year? Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty simple. Um, you know, we got the three of us that, that actually voted. Um, I actually threw a couple of these into our Discord to see what the Discord thought as well. Um, so I I am taking I, I took Kenneth Walker. Um, the reason I did, and, and I brought this up um uh, uh, last night on on the show uh that I was on, Kenneth Walker uh this year was you know, to to start off the year, he was he was just a you know he was the number two in the in the in the draft for the running backs. It was Brees Hall, Tier, and then you know Walker. And I was pretty high on Walker to to start the year. Um, I I loved everything about the kid. I did not think for one second that that he was that far behind uh, Brees Hall. By by no means. Um, I'm trying to pull it as I'm talking here. So give me a second. There it is. Um, for for a kid that played 14 games, you know, when you take the bye week out and you miss two other games, wasn't the starter, right? He wasn't the starter starting the year. So like the first four weeks, I think it was when when uh uh, uh who was it that was the starter that got hurt running back? Um league winner last year. <laughs> Why am uh, I having a blink on his name? Right, I'm doing the same thing. It's it's not Homer. It's not DJ Dallas. Oh Lord. Anyway, uh, Rashad Penny. When Rashad, Rashad Penny, Penny when Rashad Penny went down, now you're giving the range to a rookie, and and this guy went, you know, seventy plus percent of the snaps, you know, for a period of time, and everybody said he could not, could not catch the ball, couldn't catch the ball, couldn't catch the ball. Well, he did that as well. He did that as well this year. I'm giving my rookie of the year to Kenneth Walker, uh, 189 points over 14 games. Comes out to about a 13, 13 point average, a little more than 13 point average. So, yeah, Kenneth Walker for sure for me. Right. That's we actually have the same rookie of the year winner for mm-hmm. both of us and the second runner up. Yeah. But yeah, we before, did. Before we get to that, I will show a couple on here. So it looks like our friend George here on YouTube saying Walker for sure. Um, got Jamie chiming back in here with Soft Gardner, um, also helping us out with Penny. Just a little too late. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. And then George back again with Aiden Hutchinson. So definitely, like uh, like I said, we're definitely a little more focused on the uh, dynasty aspect here. So with that being said, um, we both also had Damian Pierce as our second yep. second runner up, uh, first runner up or whatever. So yeah, I mean it was really close because I mean Walker, you know, he didn't start the same way Pierce did. Pierce, you know, was pretty much given the job after the first two games. 
Um, Walker had to earn him with a little bit of injury and a little bit of that, but he just, you know, took off and kept going. So, but Pierce had an extremely good year, you know, for a third round pick, you know, a lot of the times in fourth round, fourth round, round round fourth round pick. Yeah. So, uh, for that, you know, and a lot of dynasty startups are not even startups, but just dynasty drafts. He was going probably second, third round, a lot of different times. I don't think really too many people were taking him in the first unless they were super sold on him. So. Just an incredible year. You know, running back has been a position of need um, for everybody. You know, it's really thin position anymore these days with a lot of committees and people getting hurt. So, Damian Pierce came out super strong. Looks like he's probably going to lock that job down. I mean, they have a lot of other needs to address on the Texans right now, so I could see them just continuing to roll with him. So, yeah, I think Damian Pierce, borderline rookie of the year, but Kenneth Walker, all three of us actually, Brian, who's not even here, had Kenneth Walker as well. So, yeah, um, and, and just to jump on the Damian Pierce thing, if, if Damian Pierce hadn't got hurt, he probably would have, for me, won a, um, because of where he was drafted, because of what his expectations were. And he was on the worst damn team in the league. And right. he was the brightest, brightest uh, spot on that team. So, but yeah. Especially on a team where they're behind a lot. So it's real easy to get away from the running game. And he still stayed, you know, pretty consistent. I know he started dropping off a little bit before he got hurt, but still did a really phenomenal job being on that team. So uh, we'll give you Brian's second uh, place pick because he also, like I said, had Kenneth Walker first. Um, but he went with Alave, which I thought was a really good choice as well because that kid really, you know, lit the world on fire there, especially a wide receiver. The Saints, you know, having a lot of, you know, not great quarterback play. I know Dalton's done good. But he was, you know, not expected to be having the season that he is currently having. And, yeah, Lave just almost every week was a solid wide receiver, two, three, flex, or flex play. So he was really good, scored a lot of touchdowns, had a great year, um, super fast. So he lived up to the hype. Uh, so, yeah, do you have any thoughts on Olave here? No, I, I, the only thing I would disagree with Olave on is because of he had a little bit better quarterback situation than Garrett Wilson. Right. But, but Garrett Wilson, I mean – Dude is going, he's gone over a thousand yards. I, I guess this would be like my, he, this would probably actually be my second pick. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Garrett Wilson for just a quick second. Um, Garrett Wilson over a thousand yards with the likes of quarterback, Matt, Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. And the dude just went for a thousand. So give Garrett Wilson all the credit. I, I, I would have, you know, looking at the numbers, Garrett Wilson probably would should be my second, and he's not, but but he probably should be. Um, Olave is if they can figure out what the hell they're going to do at head coach and and quarterback there in New Orleans, Olave could be what we think Jamar Chase and, and Justin Jefferson are. Um, he he's got the talent to do it, in in my opinion, anyway. He's got the talent to do it. And I think that if they get the quarterback, let Jameis Winston, let Jameis Winston freaking play this week, and let's <laughs> right. see, let's see if he can throw up a thousand yards in a, in a, in a, in a game. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get rid of the get rid of the, the Taysom Hill experience, the the Andy Dalton experience. That that stuff's over. Let, let's let's move on from that. You're, you're out of the playoffs. You may as well go ahead and throw in, you know, throw in Jameis Winston for for whatever reason they're not wanting to play him. Don't know what, what's going on there, but. I would love to see Olave get an opportunity with a 
with a quarterback that can get the ball down the field. Agreed. So, yeah, and then, you know, the polish it off there, the Discord actually all that you put up the poll on for the Discord did agree and selected Kenneth Walker as well. So a lot of us all going Kenneth Walker here. So, yeah, congrats on him. They had an amazing year. Big things to come still. Huge dynasty asset. So, yeah, shout out to Ken Walker. Before we get into any more of the awards here, we have Underdog Fantasy, deposit match up to $100. Use the code GF2. Get your one hundred deposit and one hundred dollar deposit match. You put a hundred dollars in, they're gonna match a hundred dollars. So that's always what we're advertising here. It's a great way to gamble and enjoy the game, everything like that over there with those guys. They're really fun. They do a lot of great things with us. So we definitely show us show your support. Go over there, use their app. It's a great time. Yeah, and and just to piggyback on that, this off season, um, we here at the Dynasty Gambit along with other members of the Going For Two family, we'll be doing some best ball stuff going into the 2023 year. Now, if you'll go to to the uh, Jeff's page over on Twitter, he does drop um, – a he's already dropped two, I think, but we, we're going to be dropping a few more probably um, of the the uh, uh, playoff best ball. You know, a little, little $3 here, you know, $4 there, whatever it is. I think it's $3, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of the best ball stuff this offseason, um, getting ready for 2023. So we will be doing that here on this channel as well as throughout the Going for Two family. Definitely. So with that being said, get back into the rewards. So we're going to switch it up here and go Offensive Player of the Year. And I'm going to go ahead and take the lead on this one. Just going to keep playing a little ping pong here. So we also, for this one, have the same. All three of us actually three have of, the yeah. same. So uh, with uh, just Justin Jefferson, I mean, the kid had an incredible year. He has a chance to break the all-time receiving record. Last week didn't help his chances at all. But he still does have a chance if he goes off this week against the pitiful Chicago Bears. So there is a chance if he plays the whole time. Still up in the air, I think, if they're going to play the whole time. Uh, I know they still have an outside chance to improve their seating, but we will have to see what happens there. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson, man, I mean, he's been the dynasty wide receiver one, I think, for at least a year now, if not longer. Uh, I know people, you know, have their cases for Chase, stuff like that, but the kid delivered. He was incredible. He didn't have that many touchdowns. He only had eight touchdowns, which he still has this weekend to go. But the yards are there. He is a dynamic wide receiver, an alpha wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, it's high quarterbacks. I mean, you know, we're kind of following the trend here of the actual NFL where the offensive player of the year is one and then the MVP is probably a quarterback. But, yeah, so uh, we all went Justin Jefferson, so I will let Jason take it away here and give us his thoughts as well. Yeah, I just, I just want to back up one one quick second with the, the rookie of the year because I wanted to pull this up as as we were talking about it, and I forgot. So, um, you know, you mentioned that the Discord went with Kenneth Walker as well. Um, the Right behind him, though, was was Garrett Wilson um, and then uh, Damian Pierce as far as, as, far as the, uh, the way the Discord voted for the rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I mean – you take you take week seventeen out for for uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he basically was, took himself out. So well, yeah, but if you just take that out of the scoring, I mean, right. he's still, I mean, still at three hundred and you know sixty freaking points for the year. 
Um, from a receiver, yeah. Yeah, he's 220, 229 yards or something like that away from 2,000. Yeah. I mean, good God. It's just like, why? Is, I don't even know if Christian Kirk knows that anybody else, <laughs> or Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk knows, Cousins. That, knows that anybody else is a wide receiver on that team. Um, it's just phenomenal what Justin Jeffers continues to do. Right. So that's why I gave him, that's why I gave him my vote. Uh, he's, he just, he's proven year in year out. Everybody knows that he's going to be the one guy and they just can't stop him until, until week 17. Well, at that point it's too late. He's already won everything. <laughs> right. And that looks like Jamie here agrees with us. He says Jefferson killed it for sure. Thanks for chiming in there. Jamie appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give Mike second place. And I actually went with uh, Austin Eckler for offensive player of the year for someone that in redraft you were probably getting at the turn of the first round, somewhere in that range. And, you know, as value a little bit dipped in dynasty as you know, he's getting a little older. It scares a lot of people to running back um, coming off kind of an injury prone season really showed out. I mean, his numbers are just absolutely incredible. He's, Obviously, a weak winner for a lot of different people, but every single week, man, I mean, the Chargers this year, you know, I have some exposure to uh, Justin Herbert, and I will say that Austin Eckler, if you did not own him, was super frustrating if you were a Herbert owner because he got all the touchdowns, had a lot of big plays, everything like that. So, Austin Eckler for me, you know, just incredible year for someone that, you know, I had, you know, going into the year is, you know, just right around the top five running backs, um, maybe a little bit on the outside looking in. So, yeah, really incredible bounce back year for him. Yeah, my second, my my second place vote is uh, is Patrick Mahomes um, for for the reasons that I gave. Same thing with Justin Jefferson. The dude dude was giving zero nothing for for wide receivers, and still turned out to be. Uh, exactly what Patrick Mahomes uh, is. Um, you know, we 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 all thought that there was going to be a slide, a dip, whatever you want to call it, um, because of the Tyree Hill trade. And then you, you know, after I think it was a, probably about week four, week five, you're like, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a dip for either of them. Right. You know, uh, so... I'm I'm, I'm going to throw him as my second place, and, and the reason why is because he did not win my MVP. But I'm going to give him my second place as as far as offensive player of the year. Yeah, and that's fine. He's going to be brought up again for sure later on in the show, so yep. we will circle around back to him. Um, in the meantime, we are going to move on here to the coach of the year. So, Jason, I will let you take the floor. Yeah, I I, I think this one is pretty pretty simple. Um, you you had a a first a first year head coach um, walk in the door with a basically a lame what what we were considering a lame duck um, at quarterback zero wide receivers and they made the playoffs. Um, Ryan Dayball, um, what a phenomenal freaking job that dude just did um, with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley basically is his only two weapons. They they built an offensive line that. You know, for the most part, stood up all year long. Um, probably in one of the best divisions, if not the best division. I know we we thought the AFC West was going to be really, really good. I think the NFC East actually turned out to be ultimately the best division with with the you know the the Bears. I mean, I'm with the with the Bears with the, the Cowboys, the uh, the Reds or the 
Commanders, the uh, Eagles, and, and the Giants. So, man, Ryan Dayball, what a great job. Props to you. Uh, I know a couple people on on Twitter were were saying that they picked Dayball at the very beginning. Um, I was not on Dayball to start with, um, but about I guess about six weeks ago, three, three, four, five, six weeks ago, somewhere in that range, I was like, man. What he's doing with Daniel Jones and how he's making it work is absolutely phenomenal. So I would definitely I would definitely give the coach of the year to to Ryan Dayball. And Dan Campbell would be my second. Yeah, hard to argue against any of those. I actually, you know, I wanted Dayball to actually be the coach of the Bears just because I had seen what he did with Josh, Josh Allen over with the Bills. So um, not surprising that he was able to kind of, I know, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't, you know, and in, in the same category as Josh Allen, but vastly improved him and maybe even saved his career a little bit because um, he's probably going to be a starter again next year, and if not with the Giants, at least probably somewhere. Um, but it sounds like they're leaning towards bringing Saquon and Daniel Jones back, so we'll see what happens there. But that was also Brian, uh, Brian Dable. Um, so I'm actually going to go a little bit different, another rookie head coach. Um, so I'm going with Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Um, you know, this team had more expectations than the Giants. I think that's fair to say. Um, but I didn't expect them to be this good. You know, I mean, they were, you know, barreling down the, looking at the uh, number one seed, you know, right in the eye, all the way down to the wire here and still have an outside chance to get it. So, uh, yeah, you know, for the Vikings, you know, I think everyone kind of thought Green Bay was still going to rule that division. Um, which, you know, the Bears and Lions, we obviously knew weren't going to be too competitive, but, for them to go ahead and take over, you know, he's done a great job with them. Anytime you can come in and have, you know, less than three to four losses as a rookie head coach, I think you're doing something right. Uh, you've motivated the guys there. So I went with Kevin O'Connell. And for my second, um, I like the Dan Campbell pick that you had there. Um, but I actually went with Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. Um, I have to say about Nick, I've never been more unimpressed with someone than I was with him at his introductory press conference kind of been viral where you know he could barely even get through a couple sentences and just was extremely nervous and flop sweating all over the place basically and uh to him to actually turn into this you know pretty incredible coach and you know has the respect of his team everything like that i had to give it to nick solely for that reason just because i don't think i've ever been as wrong on someone based off a first impression as i was with him no and i can completely agree with Nick Sirianni. He was probably my third. And, and the only reason he, I would have dropped him to third is because I, for one, I'm not even an Eagles fan. And I expected, I didn't expect what the Eagles are doing now by no means. Right. I expect that, but I expected the team to be good. Um, so, I mean, Nick Sirianni, I, I had him on my list and it was just like one of those like, yeah, but it's just, it almost seems too obvious. You know, right. you got you got the best team in the in the league, and you know, you, I mean, come on, how, how look, dude was good, but you want to bring up introductory press conferences, then Dan Campbell wins it all. Oh, he yeah. wins it. We're biting kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. But what what Dan Campbell has done uh, with Detroit, and and you know, heck, week five, week six, we were already 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 thinking Dan Campbell is not built for this. It's not built right. for this. This is not this is not gonna work out well. Um, and maybe it was just the the system, maybe it was just you know trying to get to know each other, whatever the case was, they came together. And Detroit is on the verge. If they beat the Packers and then if Seattle loses, 
they're in, you know, and you're talking about a team that, no, they don't have, they don't have very good defense, but they have one a hell of an offense and they can throw the, they can throw 40 points up on anybody. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter what your defense is. They're going to throw 40 up. So your offense better score too. Yeah, they're going to be a really scary team here in the NFC North for quite a while, I feel yeah. like. You know, they got Aiden Hutchinson that we, you know, was brought up earlier by some of the guys commenting mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, he's a stud. And they're just, they got two first round picks this year to keep adding. So uh, that team, yeah, has been on the lookout for the Lions. I think uh, they're kind of finally starting to figure things out after, you know, 80 years or however long <laughs> they've been in the league. But, you know, I'm not going to throw too many more digs. I had to get that in. But, uh, yeah, so that's also one that the Discord voted on, and they also agreed uh, Brian Dayball for the coach of the year. So seems pretty unanimous. I think he's got the best chance to win it just because, like you said, that team had no expectations coming into this year. And uh, to be basically in the playoffs as of right now, um, pretty impressive. No, I think I think they're actually locked in, as, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Okay. I think they're locked in. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So now we have our last, uh, at least, award of what we're going to be doing tonight. And it's MVP. Um, so like you said earlier, um, Mahomes is a pretty obvious choice for this. It's a quarterback award. You know, that's who Brian actually has taken. Uh, so he has Mahomes, which it's hard to argue against. He's the number one scoring quarterback this year. And, you know, a lot of us, like you said earlier, had some questions about, you know, how he was going to perform this year. We really only had Kelsey. You know, he's surrounded by MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster, who – you know, had started off promising, but kind of fell off there towards the end. And, you know, even though Juju didn't have as far as, you know, it was pretty solid. It just wasn't, I think, you know, what some people thought he was, Mahomes was going to do to him. But Mahomes, man, is just, you know, probably going to, I would say, is one of, has a really good chance to win the MVP in the real NFL as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's not my pick. I think me and Jason actually have the same pick again. We've been in pretty uh, – pretty lockstep here with our awards for the season, but just wanted to give a shout out to Mahomes because I actually was on that train where I thought, you know, mm-hmm. say Kelsey got hurt, you know, who's he throwing the ball to, you know, is he going to be one of these quarterbacks that can lift the guys around him? Like we've seen Brady and Rogers and all of them do, which obviously he answered that with an emphatic. Yes. I mean, he still has Kelsey out there, but you know, to lose Tyree kill and still put up MVP numbers, pretty impressive stuff. So uh yeah go ahead jason we're gonna i'm actually gonna throw it to you too after mahomes i give us since we have the same pick but go ahead and give us your thoughts on Mahomes. yeah no i i agree with everything you just said that that's why i brought him up a little bit ago um because i wanted to make sure that 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 we got to uh to give him his due because he was this was completely unexpected at least in my mind i I didn't think he was gonna have a bad year but i didn't think he was gonna have a qb1 overall year you know um with, with the weapons that were around him but Man, props to Mahomes. Uh, he was not my – he's not my my MVP uh, MVP pick. My MVP pick, um, because I'm strictly looking at this side of things with fantasy, and it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, the, the reason it's Jalen Hurts for me is, yes, he's QB3 overall, so you have – you know, you got Mahomes and you got probably Allen, I think, is, is two right above him. Um, but, you know, we, we looked over the last two weeks, and this team is completely – different without without Jalen Hurts at quarterback you know whether it's his the the threat of him running or whether he can actually throw the ball which we've seen he can actually throw the ball um you know so that threat goes away 
and the team concept or, you know, the play calling and, and everything is completely different with Minshew or, or whoever else they want to, Ian book, if they want to throw Ian book back, there. it's going to be different. Um, so Jalen hurts is my fantasy MVP. I don't know that he's going to play this week either. The report today was he was eliminated at practice. Uh, but it, again, it's, it's, Jalen Hurts is proven, even the Philadelphia Eagle fans that are doubters about Jalen Hurts, he's proven them wrong. You know, he, he, so give Jalen Hurts all the credit in the world for doing what he's done. You know, yes, they put the weapons around him, but the old saying is true. You can take a horse to water, you just can't make him drink. You can put all the weapons around you want to, and they're still going to flounder if they're going to be, if they're going to, if they suck. Right. Exactly. So this dude has proven that he does not suck. Number one, he is a damn good quarterback. He can throw it. He can run it. He is the MVP. Yep. I completely agree with that. There's been, you know, all season long, it was, you know, the knock against him when he was still leading in the MVP category was, you know, oh, you put anyone back there and they're going to succeed with that team. Well, you know, Gardner Minshew is one of the best backups in the league. And albeit he's not doing terrible, you can see right now, you can't just throw anyone back there and expect to have the same results. So I think him actually missing these last couple of games has really solidified it for the real MVP uh, award in the NFL and then for fantasy as well. For the value you got on him, you know, I mean, he was going, you know, after Russell Wilson in a lot of different leagues, you know, this year. So, uh, yeah. you know, you know, props to that, you know. So, I mean, he made a believer out of me. I was, you know, a little unsure about him as well. And uh, he slammed that door shut. So I think, uh, yeah, I agree. he's uh, the MVP for me as well. Right, All right folks. So we are going to get into We have two categories left here. We're going to give you who our Super Bowl matchups are, and then we're going to give you a 2023 bold prediction. So oh, real quick, real quick. I just want to back up for just a quick second because I, I want to give the Discord their credit. Oh, they yep, vote. Yep. So yep. For, for MVP – it was overwhelming hurts. And then, of course, for, for coach of the year, again, overwhelming Ryan Dayball. So we were we were right in step with our with our Discord as well. Um, ironically, our Discord was right in step with me. Ryan Dayball, Dan Campbell won two as far as coaching of the of coach of the year. Um, and then right in step with both of us, it was it was Hertz. And then uh, Mahomes for for fantasy MVP. So, just want I just wanted to give the Discord their due credit there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So thanks again to everyone who participated in voting in that as well. So um, now we're going to get into our Super Bowl predictions. Um, don't have scores on here. We're just going to give uh, who we think is going to make it. Could give scores if we want to. If we're feeling frisky, I guess. But I'll start off with Brian. He's got the Bills and 49ers. Um, so I like that. I mean, it's hard to go against the Bills. I mean, they're the number one seed, um, at least as of right now. We'll still see what happens. And the 49ers, man, ever since they added CMC and then Brock Purdy came onto the scene, you know, I mean, it's pretty nice to just uh, be down to your third-string quarterback, and he might be the best one you've started all season. So, so props to Trey, the 49ers there. Trey Lance is – Trey. Lance, I heard Trey Lance has already got his house up for sale. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, you know, if they want to keep him, he runs the offense. I mean, I'm, that's that's kind of what they've always said about the Shanahan tree is that, you know, you can, you know, make quarterbacks better um, in that system. So we might just be seeing, you know, that that's what's happening at play here. 
But uh, I am going to stick with Brian a little bit. I am choosing the 49ers to represent the NFC. And I'm going to say the Bengals are going to come back to the Super Bowl um, and win the AFC there. So, you know, I mean, I know we only saw a little bit of it, you know, on Monday night. But, man, Joe Burrow has that offense looking great, man. I mean, that's a pretty good defense over there with the Bills. I know they got some injuries and stuff like that. But he went right down the field and scored on them right into the opening drive. So, um, looks really good. I hate to count against Joe Burrow. He's one of my favorite players in all the NFL. So, that's what I got, 49ers, Bengals. And, Jason, I will kick it over to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in lockstep in the AFC. Uh, it, it's Bengals for me. What I what I've seen for them, uh, you know, offensively, defensively, they've gotten a little bit better. Um, I truly think that 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 offense though is just it, it's just a well-oiled machine. When you have T. Higgins on one side, you have you know you got Chase on the other. When you when you have the 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 P. Ryan and Mixon both able to run the ball and receive the ball. And then you throw that offensive line is starting to gel. You know, that, that was a question mark at the very beginning of the season. That line wasn't gelling right away. There was some issues. That line seems to be gelling right now. Joe Burrow is feasting on, on zone defense and, and just eating up man to man with chase. So yeah, it's bits bangles out of the AFC for me. Um, I'm don't going forget to, about Trenton Irwin also coming out of there. Came on strong three or four games ago. You know, <laughs> I'm just Ty, Tyler Boyd, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Boyd Jr. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going a little bit different on the NFC from 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 the way you and Brian look at the NFC. Um, I'm if if Jalen Hurts gets back on the field, which I think he does. If he doesn't this week, it's next, you know, next week in the playoff game. The Eagles are going to push all the way through. I want so bad to sit here and go tell and tell everybody in the world. And I may say this, and I don't believe it, but Tampa Bay should be in the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm going with the Eagles out of the NFC. Um, I truly think that when Jalen Hurts is on that field, that is a completely different offense. It's so dynamic. You you know, right. as a defense, you have to cover so many different things that Jalen Hurts can do. Here's the sad part. The Eagles defense is probably better than their offense when they are working together. That defense doesn't allow much. So I am taking the Eagles Bengals and simmer down Philly. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Oh, man, getting their second one. All right. Well, and we got uh, Jamie coming back here in the comments. So he's got Bills versus Eagles as his. So like that, it seems like we all have, you know, two or three of the same, you know, team, a lot of the gist here. Um, so, yeah, uh, with that being said, we're getting into our last topic here. Um, so I'm going to kick it over to Jay. Uh, 2023 bold predictions for fantasy football um, and just the regular season. Yeah, actually, I have two bold predictions um, for for fantasy. Um, Trevor Lawrence, QB one on the year. I think it's pretty damn simple. You have Christian Kirk, who is the most overpaid wide receiver two in the league, <laughs> and he's damn good. 
He's proven that this year. Him and Lawrence have a connection. You have uh, probably the best. If he if if he hadn't gotten injured last year and this would have been his rookie year, Etienne was damn good. Yeah. You know, so you've got an outside or a slot, whatever. You've got a running back. And then you have Ingram, who everybody was throwing away. He got a one-year deal. The the Jags can go and re-sign him. Yeah, okay, maybe he makes a little bit more than he made this year. Another prove-it deal, whatever. Maybe a three-year deal. Now you have your tight end set. You've, you've got a little bit on the offensive line. Now, guess who's coming next year that we haven't seen in two years? <laughs> Calvin motherfucking Ridley. Right. So now we have two, number two wide receivers, basically, because you put Calvin Ridley as a two. You put, you know, Christian Kirk as a two. They have draft capital. They can go get another wide receiver. They can also build on that defense. So I'm saying Trevor Lawrence, QB1, on the year for fantasy. And then my second bowl prediction, real-life football, Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall seed in the AFC 2023. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that division's there for the taking. I mean, they have a chance to win it again this year with a, barely even a winning record. So, definitely like that. I like all that. I mean, that offense should be humming next year. Yeah, the only, the, the other thing that I that I forgot to mention was you got to remember, you know, this, this is Trevor Lawrence's second year, but it's his first year in Doug Peterson. Next year will be his second. And yep. we've seen what Doug Peterson does in his second year with quarterbacks. And how important that is just for any quarterback to stay in the same system, you know. I mean – Basically, a rookie year all over again of having to learn the playbook, call the plays, you know, the verbiage, all that. It's not easy. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm actually in a similar ilk, but I'm actually going to be a major homer here. But I homer! Think this is a- hey, we, need, we, need a, we need a buzzer. Homer! Homer! <laughs> right? Homer! <laughs> but I really do think this is actually a very real possibility, and that's that Justin Fields be won in 2023 in fantasy. I mean, we've already seen what the kid can do with his legs. If the Bears do what they can do with having the most money to spend in free agency, granted this free agency class isn't great, but also borderline or having a top two pick at the moment could have the first overall pick, put some weapons around this kid, put an offensive line around this kid, and we've seen some pretty incredible throws from him. I think he's going to take a step forward as a passer, and we know what he can do with his legs. So, I think Justin Fields finishes as QB1 overall. Um, so, yeah, so that's my – I guess we don't have one from Brian, so maybe we can get that at a later date. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us here, folks, this week. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jay, putting this show sheet together, getting awards put on Discord. Make sure you guys are going over to the Discord channel, participating in fun stuff like this. we got a lot of stuff to throw your way this season uh, and this off season. so – Speaking of the offseason, we are going to be transitioning into our offseason mode. Um, probably going to take a little bit of a hiatus here. Um, so we won't be on next week, but probably, you know, touch in, at least for the playoffs, maybe even have a small episode if we want to touch in, something like that. We're still talking about it, but keep your eye on GF2. We'll be posting about it. Look at the YouTube channel. We'll make sure to get there is an episode. You'll have plenty of notice that we're going to be on. So thanks, everyone, for joining us this season. It was a great season. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Jay so he can let you know what's going on with him, and uh, we'll go from there. 
Yeah, so you you you'll catch me here uh, every Thursday night that we are on. Um, like 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 Devin just said, I may even just pop in every now and again, just to throw a quick episode together, even if it's by myself. If I can get Devin on, if I can get Brian on, just a quick one, especially during this playoff season. Um, we may do something crazy like that. We may you know going into the off season. We've got I've got a couple different ideas for for even next year that we've already talked about. Um, that 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 Devin's going to be a part of, Brian's going to be a part of. We may have some other guests come on and be a part of. Um, but you you can catch me here on Thursday nights. You catch me on Wednesday nights over on Fantasy Intervention. You can follow me over on Facebook at Fantasy J seventy seven. Spell out the J Fantasy J A Y seventy seven. And, and you know. Like 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 De- like Devin just said, just keep an eye on what's going on with the Going for Two Network. You can jump into the Discord. It's free. By the way, it's free. I put stuff like this in the Discord with, with polls, and, you know, I got access to do that now. So I can put polls about all kinds of things. If we want to talk about movies, if we want to talk about football, if we just want to talk about our girlfriends, we can do that too. Um, right. <laughs> we, we, you know, the Discord is completely free. Jump into that. Uh, it's over at Going for Two. If you if you do, can't find the link for it or, or whatnot, hit me up on Twitter, DM me. My DMs are open, um, you know, and I'll I'll get the link and I'll and I'll send it to you. That way you can jump in. Um, but other than that, man, you know, every Wednesday night, and then I think we're gonna run over to like every Thursday coming up soon um, here. So yeah, I, you know, well, I'm gonna be around though. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be around on the Discord. Just hit me up. You can at me on any of them, and, I, and I'll and I'll answer. Yep, and then, uh, yeah, you can find me at Devin Deal on Twitter. Um, it's going to get fun. I know the fantasy season, unfortunately, is coming to an end, but, you know, it kicks off draft season, all the fun parts about, you know, getting into the combine, all that type of stuff. So even though there's no physical football being played anymore, it's still a really fun season, especially on the Dynasty Gambit. We're going to be covering prospects. We're going to be looking at tape, all that type of good stuff, and sharing that information with you guys. So, uh, definitely a lot of information still to come from us. Like I said, it might not be a weekly basis type situation, but we are still going to be here for you breaking down these players that are coming into the NFL draft. So Jay, it looks like you got something you want to add yeah, in here. Yeah. One thing I forgot. If, if, if you need to get over to the going for two.com, uh, there's, there's a bunch of content on there as well, but that will give you the link to the going for two discord. Uh, I believe it's at the bottom, right? Um, so I just wanted to remind people that you can, you can go to going for two.com again, check out a, a bunch of content. And as well as th- that, there is a, a link to the discord is in the bottom right there as well. So yeah, definitely check that out. Like I said, keep us locked in here. Uh, we're going to be bringing you content all off season. So with that being said for Jay and myself, thanks for tuning in to the awards. Thanks for joining us all season. We appreciate all the comments and we will talk to you in the off season.